Hello everyone, it is me, Anna. Welcome to episode 28 on my podcast, Your Favorite YA Bookworm. First of all, I am sorry. I know I said I was going to start uploading episodes and then I went MIA for nine months. I had a lot going on. I was working overnight and it was just not good for me. I went to a really dark place, but after coming out of that dark hole during the summer, I was just unmotivated. It had been a harsh, it has been a harsh recovery, so yeah. All this to say, I am sorry. But well, a friend of mine inspired me to restart, so here is a retelling I wrote a long time ago. I really enjoyed this book. I hope that if you read it, that you will like it too. If not, I hope you enjoy me telling you what it is about. It is filled with unexpected plot twists. It was a roller coaster of emotions, and I can get over it. Before diving into the book, I can remind you to please rate, share, and subscribe to my podcast, mostly on iTunes. It will help me a lot, and it won't take you more than 30 seconds. You can also find me on Instagram at your favorite YA bookworm, just like the title of this show. I post their quotes and memes from the books featured here. Now let's talk about the book. This book reimagined Midas' story from mythology. If you're not familiar with it, it was the king who got granted to turn everything he touched into gold by the Greek god Dionysus. But here is different. In this world, six kingdoms have been living in harmony for centuries thanks to a peace treaty. King Midas is the king of the sixth kingdom. Each monarch possesses one superpower. To rule, you need to have a superpower. And well, King Midas, like in the myth, can turn things into gold. Humans have had powers uh, since like a long time ago, like when they, like there was a seventh kingdom and there was a bridge that connected that like kingdom with the fey world. And it was united by the love of a human girl and a fey dude. But at some point, the new fey king decided they shouldn't mix and destroy the bridge. And well, the people who now have magic are descendants of fey from several generations ago. And well, this is just some context so you get what is going on. King Midas has a special saddle, so a concubine, our main character, Orin. As any main character, she is unlike other girls, but this time she's quite literally unlike the other girls. She's King Midas' precious. You see, she is gilded of gold, and her skin, hair, pupils are gold, like everything. She was touched and now she is golden. He can turn things into gold or just gild them with gold. And well, she is gilded, but like it stays. Her hair grows golden and everything. And well, King Midas is quite obsessed about everything being golden and he likes his trophies. And Oren happens to be one. He keeps her in a cage like a bird. Part of the castle was accommodated for her. There are bars along corridors so she can go to other rooms, like the library and so, but she's always inside her cage. And if you thought this was twisted, well, let me tell you, it is even worse. The poor girl is in love with him. Like, she can see how bad this is. But, well, nothing like being so in love that you are blinded to the big red flags. But to give her some credit, she has a pretty tough backstory and well Stockholm syndrome is a thing i'll explain her backstory now so basically long story short she got child trafficked she escaped but then a few years later she got captured again but she got saved by midas 
who was no king back then, and they became friends. He told her he was going to take care of her and would not let anything bad happen to her again. Since the dude was her first friend and basically the first person who showed her kindness after years, of course she fell for the dude who is supposedly super handsome by the way. He's blonde, tall, and has brown eyes. And well, they kind of become lovers, but one day he said he was going to propose to the daughter of the king of the sixth kingdom, but that his heart was going to be Warren's and that he will take care of her regardless. So she went with him. Oh, such a good guy, isn't he? Because the princess of the sixth kingdom had no powers and the kingdom was bankrupt, he was seen as a savior. And well, now Warren's life is as I told you. Oren lives in, a, in her cage and she is the king's favorite saddler, although he never has sex with her, which annoys her since she is in love with him and misses his touch and she's kind of sick of watching him basically have orgies with his other saddlers because he makes her watch as he finds it hot. Literally, the book begins with her observing one of those orgies and I was like, what the fuck am I reading? Like, what is this? And well, she constantly gets drunk because even though she keeps telling herself she loves Midas and that he's doing the best for her, she's super miserable. She has been inside her cage for 10 years. She's not allowed to go out, no one can touch her other than Midas, and basically everyone hates her because they are either jealous of her or afraid Midas will kill them or something. She tries to talk with her guard, Digby, but he tends to ignore her. So even if everything around her is golden, she's really lonely. She tries to see the good side of everything, though. But like really deep down, she's miserable. And when she tries to tell Midas about it, he manipulates her and basically gaslights her, which I found ex extremely disgusting. Like at the beginning of this book, I was like, what the fuck is this? Am I supposed to shape them? Because I hate the dude. I don't hate him. I loathe him, actually. She literally gets drunk every day because she's so miserable. Like, imagine being in a cage for 10 years and a dude gaslighting you and you believing you are in love with him. It is terrible. I felt so bad for her. I know what it feels to be trapped in a life that seems perfect on the outside, but being miserable in the inside. So I felt for my girl. And well, one day Midas calls her in the morning since it is the last day of King Folk of the Fifth Kingdom, uh, like visiting like Midas' kingdom. And well, Folk is a disgusting old man who has a morbid fascination on Orin. If you were curious, his power is to be able to duplicate everything except people. And well, he is having breakfast with Midas and Orin is called to play music for them. And then disgusting fool tells Midas that he will pay him handsomely in exchange for a night with his precious, aka our main girl. Orin is sure Midas is going to say no as always since no one is allowed to touch her other than Midas. She is his after all. Side note, every single time she will refer of herself as property of the dude, it will infuriate me so much. Back to the story, for everyone's surprise, he says that if Folk sends his army against King Rod of the Fourth Kingdom, whose power is to rot everything, he is, and he's the most king, uh, feared king too, by the way, he will let him spend a night with Orin. The disgusting pig accepts it ill. Orin is shocked. Midas promised to take care and protect her. She says 
she does not want to do it. And the ass, King Midas, tells her she is his saddle and he can do with her body what suits him best. And that he did not tell her to stop playing music. She is so hurt by this. I was so beyond pissed by this too. Orin can do anything but continue playing while crying. She's so hurt and I was just like, ah, I'm gonna murder this dude. Some days go by and the D-Day for her to spend the night with the disgusting King Folk is approaching. She is dreading it. She knows it is approaching since she attends all the war meetings since after all she is just seen as a pretty object, a decoration, not a thinking human. One day at the library, she sees that one of the two saddlers entertaining King Flug is getting tired of dancing for the disgusting dude, but the girl can't stop until he tells her to. Orin knows the other saddlers hate her, but still she wants to help this other saddler, whose name is Risa, by the way. She tells Risa uh, that she can create a distraction. And Risa's like, no, leave me alone, but she still does it. Orin basically knocks her down with a book. She was a little more aggressive than she intended and makes her bleed. Risa is super pissed, but at least she got she was able to send to be sent back to the harem. Midas, who is treating shittier or mean girl, makes her dance on behalf of Risa to like King's fluke, and she does, but she hates it. She has never been treated so badly by him. She is starting to feel negative things towards Midas, but she gaslights herself in not doing so. The poor girl, I swear. Back to the story, the queen arrives and asks to speak with Midas in private. Orin uses this as her cue to leave, but instead of going to her room, she got distracted and went to the atrium. King Midas and his queen decide to go speak there, and she's like, oh shit. She hides Orin, by the way. Uh, she hides the best she can because no one hates her more than the queen. And she just does she and she doesn't need the extra bad attention on her right now. The queen is super pissed about Midas not telling her they are going they're going against the fourth kingdom. They tell each other ugly stuff, like Midas reproaching the queen for being barren and the queen telling him he knows his secret to which he goes livid and ends the discussion and of course we do not know what the secret is and I so need to know and well Orin then runs to her room. In her bedroom she gets attacked by a guy, it is a guard of the queen and the queen is there too. She tells her she saw Orin spying on them and that she better not do it again. She tells Orin ugly things, insults her a lot and laughs at her for being in love with Midas, which I mean she's not wrong there. And then she leaves but not before her guard punching Orin and leaving her with a big bruise in her stomach. And well, the D-Day is finally here. Orin is super stressed about it. She feels awful and she's dreading it. She does not want to be raped by King Fluke. She still can't believe Midas is allowing this. The bastard Midas even came before she got ready to tell her to behave and be loyal to him. I was like, this disgusting pig. I hate him so freaking much. How dares he? And well, she gathers strength and puts on the special dress Midas gave her. 
She feels super naked, so she decides to make some adjustments. She has some ribbons on her back. There are long lace things coming out of her spine, and she can move them as any part of her body. They are like tentacles, but they are kind of like made of lace, and she calls them ribbons. I recommend you to look for fan art to get an idea because it is really hard to explain. And apparently it was super painful when they grew from her back, but now they are just there. No one knows about them since she's gilded in like gold and only wears golden dresses. They all think they are part of the dresses. And well, she gets her ribbons wrapped around her torso to cover her more. Then Digby and the other guards escort her to the banquet where the two kings are celebrating with a lot of noblemen and many saddlers. Midas literally makes an announcement about giving his precious to the like for the night to King Fluke, who then makes a lot of obscene comments on what he's planning to do to Oren's body. It was so disgusting. I felt such repulsion by reading it, and Oren was suffering so much. I was suffering with her. I did not want to read how he was going to rape her. As she was sweating, I was sweating. I swear I was suffering so damn much for her. And then the dude makes her feed him and makes her accept him feeding her. And the entire time she's, she was looking at Midas, hoping he will save her as if it, wa as if it wasn't for him. Like she wouldn't be in that situation. Ugh. I was so pissed. I was suffering so much at the same time. You don't even know. And while the picking fluke says it is time they go to spend the night in his room. And while our main girl, when she was about to leave the banquet hall with him, stops and says, no, I am not doing it. I do not want to. And I was like, yes, you go, girl. Stand for yourself. Midas comes and tells her, I do not care. You do as I say. Then the guards drag her out of the room. But then a messenger arrives. He asks to talk with Fluke in private. But Fluke tells him they will speak in private but with Midas. The messenger tells him right there all his men were killed and did not win as they were told by Midas. Soon Fluke realizes Midas backstabbed him. All his men were killed and never joined by Midas' men at the borders of King's Rod Kingdom. It was a trap by Midas to kill his army and take over his kingdom. Their guards start attacking each other. Fluke's men are killed, but Fluke grabs Orin and is about to kill her. He actually hurts her with his dagger in her chest, but Digby, her guard, kills him. She is super shocked after all that happened, and Digby takes her to her room. It was quite the plot twist. I didn't see it coming, and I was as shocked as she was. And while later on Midas goes to her room, he tells her he was not gonna let Fluke touch her, that it was all a ruse, but it is too late, the damage had been done, and Orin was not so sure about Midas, he manipulated her, but she kind of forgives him, but the, as I said, like the damage was done, and even if he continues to manipulate her, it is not the same. And well, the disgusting pig decides to have sex with her, and the poor girl who was super vulnerable slept with him and was happy about it at first, but when he left, she cried, and I was like, oh dear, poor thing. Midas is a disgusting abuser. I hate him so much. 
Some weeks go by and King Midas went to the fifth kingdom to seize power, even though he said he's just there to help. He made everyone believe Orin went with him, but no, she's just going to go there now with a lot of saddlers on a super secretive since he cares about her so much and like he does and like he cares so much about his protection and blah 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 because he's like she is his precious and blah blah. And well, it is the first time Orin breathes fresh air and sees the sky in 10 years. She feels amazing. She insists on not using her carriage and riding a horse. The other saddlers make fun of her because of this. They bully her a lot. Half the time she's riding the horse and half on the carriage. She befriends Sale, one of her guards. It is the first friend she has had ever since Midas. She is really happy about being free for now and having someone to talk to. Sale is such a sweetheart and even if Digby tells them not to talk, he still talks to her and tells her about his life. He's the sweetest guy. And well, they are traveling like this for a week and a half. On their way, Orin stops to give some gold to super poor kids. She's surprised there is poverty in the kingdom when Midas can make gold. She did not know how bad the kingdom was. And Stella can see she's a good person and that just makes them closer friends. After some days of hard traveling under harsh con weather conditions, hail, snow and rain, they come to a halt. It looks like there is going to be an avalanche. They send a guy to go ahead and see, but he does not come back. Digby goes to look for him with two other men and tells Sale to look after her in the meantime. She's kind of stressed to see him leave since Digby is a security anchor for her after he saved her and killed a king for her. A few moments later, they get attacked by snow pirates. Sale tries to flee with her, but they get trapped either way. They separate the guards from the saddlers. Cell keeps eye contact at all moments with Orin to reassure her, but they are in deep shit. The captain comes down and realizes they got Midas' Midas's precious and tells her he is going to rape her and then sell, off, sell, sell her off and send her hair to Midas to make him suffer. Sale then tells him not to touch her, and the captain kills him. He was brave until the last minute, and oh my gosh, guys, the way he kills him. It was so horrible. I suffered so much, I wanted to cry. This destroys Orin, her friend. Her only friend is dead. The pirates then take them all on board their ship, and they attach the corpse of Sail to the top of the ship and joke about the ship finally having a sail. This triggers Orin so much. She uses her ribbons to untie him and bring him down. Everyone is super shocked. She drags the corpse and throws him off the boat so they do not disrespect his body anymore. But this exhausts her. The captain grabs her ribbons and ties them really tight around her and tells her if she tries anything, he's gonna make her suffer even more. He was about to rape her, but then he got an urgent message. They were gonna have some visitors. So they sent all the saddlers, including her, to the kitchen to help the cook to prepare a dinner for the guests. Guys, I swear at this point, I was suffering so much. Like these dudes are worse than fluke. They legit tell the saddlers how much they're gonna use their bodies and make them suffer. They were so disgusting. I was suffering so much for them and then sales death Oh my god, I swear I was dying. But well, 
back to the story, the guests are dot dot dot, and this time around, I saw it coming. They are the general of King Rod and some of their men. The general is super feared, his name is Rip. Everyone is quiet when they arrive since they all fear them. Commander Rip has a sp- has spice coming out of his body, and Wayne realizes he is Fae. He's not human. This means that King Rod is to be more feared than what she thought. They are all super shocked at the sight of him. She uses this distraction to try to set free her ribbons, but they are they are all very tied, and she is in pain. Commander Rip intercepts the messages the captain sent about selling off Midas and Saddlers. Commander Rip says he wants to buy them all as well as the horses and surviving guards. The captain tells him to discuss it over dinner. All the Saddlers are forced to serve the men, except Orin. She realizes the captain does not want her to serve, so Rip does not know she is there, and the captain can't keep her. In the kitchen, she continues to try to undo her ribbons and manages to free four. Once Rip and the captain agree on a deal, Rip tells him he's also taking on that he paid for all the people. The captain says it is unfair, but he agrees because he's more scared of Rip. He sends Rip and his men to take the horses and then like he, they will be able to take the saddlers. The captain uses this as a short distraction and takes Rhys and Orin to his room. He plans on raping them before Rip takes them. And here comes a really ugly scene, triggered warning. It is a rape scene. If you do not want to listen to it, please either stop the episode here or skip two to three minutes so you do not have to listen to it. Last warning. Here we go. Risa tries to take control of the situation. She's a professional after all, but the captain does not respect her whatsoever and he is hurting her badly. Orion tells him to stop, he is hurting her, so he decides to go punch her in the gut and takes out his belt with which he hits and strangles Risa while raping her. It was really hard to read. He is such a disgusting person. Orion gathers all her strength all her strength to get up and help her. Risa looks at her crying and the disgusting piece of shit turns around. He tells Owen he's gonna make her suffer even more. He's about to hit her, but she uses her ribbons to constrict his movement and grabs him by the neck with her hand and looks at him while his limbs are starting to lose movement. He's in shock when he realizes what is happening. She just turned him into solid gold. Yes. You heard right, into solid gold. Risa is so shook about this. I was so shocked too, like the plot twist. I am not even sure what this means since she does not explain it. She just says her dynamic with Midas is complicated and asks Risa to keep this a secret. So I'm not sure if it's actually her who turns things into gold or if it's both of them. I have no idea, but if it's her, the cage makes a lot of sense. Like, I think it's her. That way he has her there doing all the work, like, you know, if she's kept in the cage and all. I am not sure, and I still need to know for sure. But well, now they have the problem of having the body of the disgusting captain. They need to get rid of it. If not, more people will know. With the help of Risa, she throws the corpse out from the window into the snow, but this was not without complications, and they are now exhausted. The second-in-command starts knocking because Rip and his men are returning to get the saddlers. The girls tie themselves to the bed as the dude enters the room. They tell him the captain tied them up and that he took the gold Rip paid them and left. 
the pirates believe their lies, and as they are gonna come out of the room, the pirates see the captain's coat, and the second in command is like, mm, well, well, looks like someone's lying. Orin is exhausted and can't move her ribbons, so she's like in big shit. The second in command threatens her. He tells her he's gonna hurt her and rape her until she tells him the truth, which was so disgusting. I swear the men in this book are pigs. I hate them all so much. I was so pissed and I was fearing for her, but Rip arrived and he was like, mm, what are you doing? The dude tells him they are lying to him about something and Rip just looks at him menacingly and laughs. The pig gets scared and let them go. Risa and Oren are relieved, but Oren knows this is not over. Now they are going to become captives of the enemy kingdom. She's entering the wolf's den. Oren walks after Rip with Risa, but as I told you, she's really exhausted. She's not dressed for the cold, and the floor is quite slippery because it is snowing. While going down the ramp, the inevitable happens, and she slips. Her ribbons step into action to make her fall less painful, and she stands up. Rip is now in front of her and a staring contest begins. She knows that he is not hard to look at. He's not handsome for her liking, but he doesn't look back bad either. He's super tall, his skin is fair, and he has long black hair and black eyes. She also notes King Rod's army is behind him. She knows he is heading to war against Midas, and well, Finally, she breaks the silence and tells him, I know what you are, as if no one else had noticed, noticed his ears and pointed, are pointed and he, that he's clearly fair. And then the dude tells her, how funny, I was about to tell you the same thing. And then the end. And I was like, oh my God, no, no, no. You cannot leave me like this. What is this cliffhanger? What is this? After all the recent plot twists, the roller coaster of emotions, and then this ending. Oh my god, I swear I spent an hour sitting at work after finishing trying to process all that had happened since it all happened so soon. I'm still shocked. I can't believe so much happened. So many plot twists and then the ending. This is what I call a good book. And before I forget, there is an extra chapter from Midas POV where he receives the news that King Rod has Oren. He loses his shit since his most valuable thing was taken away from him and i would like to stress the word thing since he sees her as a thing and not a person a belonging and then uh after that there is a song that i did not understand it kind of looked like a prophecy and talks about a girl and a golden vine and like a golden flowers coming out of her back and a boy who was with her like i'm not sure if it's about midas and oren or not or what is it I i'm not sure Time for my overall opinion. At the beginning, I was really weirded out by the book, like the entire situation. It takes some time to get some backstory of her and Midas, so at first I was annoyed with her for being in love with Midas, but then I got it. But I never blamed her, nor was I annoyed with her. her. It was more like with the situation. And then the king flew look thing i swear guys i suffered so much with oring i was feeling her pain i stressed so much but then the plot twist oh my gosh and then the trip and her friendship with sale then for him to be murdered right after i suffered so much an entire pirate episode i suffered so much 
too. Like, I was really suffering with her. I suffered a lot, which makes this book amazing. I like books that make you so immersed that you feel the character's emotions as if they were yours. I am really intrigued with, since there are so many secrets and Orin has not told us everything, which makes me want to continue reading. I need to know the truth. Now, the characters. I hated basically all the men except Sale, Digby and Reeve. I also hate all the Sadlers except Risa. Like, I get Orny's favorite, but they could be less bitchy about it. Orny is nice. I identify with her in some aspects, so I understand why she's the way she is. Also, I need to say once again that Sale's death was devastating. I suffered so much. I was so heartbroken. I was like, no, not Sale, not my baby. But well, all for the character development. There are so many secrets. I need to know what happens next. I was gladly surprised by this book. I did not think it was going to be this good. I will give it a 4.5 out of 5 stars and 1.5 out of 5 chili peppers of spiciness. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, please rate, share, and subscribe to my podcast. It will help me a lot. You can also find me on Instagram at your favorite YA bookworm, just like the title of this show. I'll see you next with the retelling of book two of this series, Cleaned by Raven Kennedy. I'm not sure if it's going to be like a weekly episode or not, but like, at least you will gonna have like an episode per month because I'm back. I'm committed now and like I wanna continue this because making this makes me happy and I'm very happy I found back this happiness of like reading books and retelling books and like putting memes and quotes and stuff like that. So I hope you still listen to me and um you like I don't know are patient with me and everything but well take care now and goodbye